Right on, right on, right on. Live right. Live right. In the real world. Right on radio. Right on radio. Happy Sunday to you. Welcome to Right On Radio. That's right. Live right in the real world where I show you the real world, both visible and invisible. And today you're going to see both. You're going to see both the visible word of God. You're going to see the visible actions of God by the invisible hand of God. Got a good one for you today, folks. Um, (laughs) A lot to say. Uh, But first, I just want you to put something in the chat. For those of you who are here live, if you want to be happy, please type happy in the chat. And if you believe the Bible to be true, I want you to write true in the chat. And uh, if you remind me, uh, because I don't normally end with a song, but I found a song this morning by accident that is absolutely extraordinary. Um, The writer claims to have been given this song by an angel Uh, back in 2022, and as soon as someone says that, and there was kind of like this dirge at the beginning when he's putting this up on the the screen, just telling the story of how the the song came to him, so I was very suspicious, but I felt led to this video, and and then I listened to it. You know what? I believe uh, there's life in it, folks, so remind me in the chat to put that in. And before I play the intro song, which is going to be very short this morning, it's only two minutes and 20 seconds or something like that, but it sets up quite nicely for the show that we have today. Let me just pray. Heavenly Father, I thank you for each and every one that is here and who is listening to the sound of the voice. Lord, I pray that your word is conveyed by the Holy Spirit, not by this man, but by the Holy Spirit to each and every single one that is listening. Lord, it is an honor to have such a great community. It is an honor to be knitted together with all of these brothers and sisters and in love, Lord, in love towards you and love towards each other. Make your word come alive this day, Lord, I pray to you. And it's, I've, as always, I give the Holy Spirit 100% as always. Uh, please speak through me, Lord. Take control. This is your word. And Lord, as much as I have good intent and fear of you, Lord, it's not enough. There's still parts of me in this flesh suit. So, Lord, I just hand this over to you as I hand over the entire platform to you. May God bless every single one here. Lord, give them health, give them strength in their legs, and continue to renew their minds, and to build their faith. In Jesus' name, I pray. All right, let me uh, play this uh, quick song for you. 
Yes, Jehovah Jireh does care for you, and he will supply all of your needs. Now, I must tell you, I'm coming to you with a little bit of a pompous attitude <laughs> that will disappear very shortly, I promise you, because today we have a lot to talk about with stewardship, and of course, I claim to be an expert in stewardship. I have studied the Bible specifically with stewardship in mind. And the Lord humbled me. <laughs> I'm laughing, but I have been humbled. Why did I ask you to say happy and true? Well, because you want true happiness, right? And thank you for all of those who fell into my trap. <laughs> I'll explain. Um, but first, I just want to remind you, uh, this is a listener-supported broadcast. I have a patron account, which is through Podbean, right on radio.podbean.com, and you can hit patron. That's a monthly thing, so it really helps me to plan. And uh, I also have PayPal. The It's in the description box. I have been forced. Well, no, not forced, but I, I chose to follow this, and I actually really have to depend on God for my substance. And having said that, I do depend on him for my substance. But as I was studying this chapter, 
and specifically in stewardship, I'm, you know, Lord, give me something new. I want, you know, <laughs> you know what he showed me? How I don't believe the Bible and I have wrong motives. <laughs> I do believe the Bible. I'm being somewhat joking in this, but in fact, let me just set this up. You all want to be happy? Of course you want to be happy. That's your problem. My problem. As much as we have a very powerful adversary, and make no mistake, our adversary is powerful. Your greatest adversary is you. My greatest adversary is me. You see, the Lord doesn't promise you'll be happy. In fact, I think his word speaks against your happiness. You see, the Lord, one of the gifts of the Spirit, is joy. Let me explain. There's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is a reaction to something that has happened in your life. And it is temporary. It goes away. You can't be happy every day. Something's going to get you down eventually. But when you walk in true joy of the Lord, that's treasure. And it's treasure in heaven. Joy will pass through because it's a gift of the Spirit. Joy comes from inside. And there's only one supplier of joy. People in the world can't get it. Now, to address, do you believe the Bible to be true? And many of you write, true. Good. Do you? Do I? Well, the Lord says you'll know them by their fruit. And I've got some heavy conviction. <laughs> Not that I don't try, but of course, when someone tries, they kind of already know that they're not going to do it properly, but they're going to waste their time and effort attempting to do it, knowing that they're going to fail. That's the definition of try. So today we're going to learn some very uh, serious lessons, <laughs> and I really do pray that this will be an encouragement to you and this will build up your faith, and that you will believe in a much stronger way that the Lord is your provider. I know, too long of an intro. I'm 
just going to look at chat to see who fell into my trap. <laughs> uh, you guys are awesome. You guys are awesome. It's natural to want to be happy, folks. It's a problem. Your nature. <laughs> We're continuing off in chapter 6 of Matthew. We're going to pick up in verse 16. And as I've mentioned before, I'm not going to go through word by word in the depths of it because we'd be here forever, but there's master principles and precepts and concepts that we do need to cover. And if you look at the beginning of this Sermon on the Mount, essentially, you know, it starts off with the Beatitudes, and then he talks about the law, and he talks about this. But what is an overriding master principle or concept? It's a battle for your mind and your heart. This is a battle for your soul, and the enemy is coming for your mind because your mind directs your body, and your body directs your mind. You'll see what I mean. So remember, this is about your mind. Let's start off in verse 16. Now, whenever you fast, do not make a gloomy face as the hypocrites do, for they distort their faces so they will be noticed by people when they are fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. But as for you, when you fast, Anoint your head and wash your face, so that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your Father, who is in secret, and your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth, where moth and rust destroy and where thieves break in and steal. But store up for yourselves treasures in heaven, where neither moth nor rust destroys, and where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. The eye is a lamp of the body. So then, if your eye is clear, your body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, your whole body will be full of darkness. So if the light that is in you is darkness, how great is that darkness? No one can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and wealth. For this reason I say to you, do not be worried about your life as to what you will eat 
or you will drink, nor for the body as to what you will put on. Is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Look at the birds of the sky. They do not sow nor reap nor gather crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? And which of you, by worrying, can add a single day to his lifespan? And why are you worried about clothing? Notice the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they spin thread for cloth. Yet I say to you, that not even Solomon in all his glory clothed himself like one of these. But if God so clothes the grass of the field, which is alive today and tomorrow is thrown into the furnace, will he not much more clothe you? You of little faith. Do not worry then, saying, What are we to eat, or what are we to drink, or what are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things, for your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first his kingdom and his righteousness, and all these things will be provided to you. So do not worry about tomorrow for tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Bless the reading of your word. You know, what... This is God himself standing in the flesh speaking to you the wisest words any man has ever heard. We should take heed of these words in our lives. And although Jesus says his yoke is easy and he's true in his word, it is not easy for you to do. It's not easy for me. I've been struggling with a a few things personally. And, well, I'll just say this. You know, I've been talking a lot on the show recently about preparing. You know, prepare for the worst, pray for the best. But when I'm talking about preparing, I want to be very clear. If you are able to store up water and food and have a source of energy, that's great. Because you have eyes to see and you have the means to do that. And if you do that with it in your heart that you'll be able to help someone, particularly in hard times, I think the Lord will bless that. Stewardship. That's sowing and reaping. But what is most important is preparing your mind, which is to truly 
believe the word of God and do exactly what Jesus says, because this is going to be challenging to each one of us. But God gives you the antidote, and it sounds, well, it's simple. But you have to put in effort. God has a lot of promises. You cannot earn salvation. Salvation is a gift. But some of those promises that he gives depend on what you do and what you choose. That's going to become very clear as we go through this. Now, I want to start off with, and, and there's no mistake that he talks about fasting and then goes into do not store up treasures on earth. Is he just, okay, I'm going to talk about fasting. Now I'm going to talk about, uh, you know, principles of money. It's the same thing. It's the same thing. What is fasting? Fasting is sacrifice. It is saying no to your flesh. And it's to acknowledge that God is your supplier and to trust in him alone. There's all kinds of things that you can fast. It doesn't only have to be food, but food is a great example. And in some cases, fasting from food is necessary, particularly those of you who are real prayer warriors and know about the spiritual battle. And if you want to petition God to go against a, uh, a major entity, you must pray and fast. But that is not the point here. I'm talking about this in context of stewardship. So when he talks about fasting here, notice he says, um, don't do what the hypocrites do that distort their faces so people will notice they're fasting. Truly, I say to you, they have their reward in full. So there is a reward when you fast. Do you want the reward to come from men, from this world? Are you fasting so you'll have more treasure? Lord, I'm fasting because I really want this job. And that there might not be anything wrong with that. But do you want this job so you can have two cars in the driveway, so you can have a bigger house? Or do you want this job so you can provide for your family properly and actually sow and reap as we are commanded to do? Buying and selling is part of the world system, and we live in the world system. But God's kingdom method is sowing and reaping. 
What is sowing? Sowing is acknowledging that you have nothing. God has everything you have in your stewardship is owned by God. Are you hoarding it? Am I hoarding mine? Some extent, yeah. I'm going to talk about the rich young ruler in a moment. But there is a reward. What does Jesus say in verse 17? But as for you, when you fast, anoint your head and wash your face. So do it with joy. So no one knows you're fasting. So that your fasting will not be noticed by people, but by your father who is in secret. And your father who sees what is done in secret will reward you. Are you able to do that? Or when someone is around you, oh, I can't have dinner with you tonight, I'm fasting. Do you need to say that? Do you need to tell people? Or can you just simply say, I'm not hungry? Oh, but Jeff, I've noticed that you, you haven't eaten and like you didn't have breakfast, you didn't have dinner. No, but I, I, I'm satisfied. Thank you. Fasting, the flesh is of this world. Denying the flesh, you see, we seek happiness in this life way too much. I'll just I'll be happy if I could just get that new truck. I'll be happy if I just get that new job. I'll be happy if I can live in my own home rather than renting. Happiness goes away. You're searching for the wrong things. All of those things fit into verse 19. Do not store up for yourselves treasures on earth where moth and rust destroy, but store up for yourselves treasures in heaven where neither moth nor rust destroys, where thieves do not break in or steal. For where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. You know, when you talk about stewardship, you almost always have to address the story of the rich young ruler. And many of you know the story. Um, it really ties into verse 24. Um, actually, let me get to 24 and then I'll talk about that. 
But the Lord is saying that all these things on earth will pass away. So you want to pursue treasure in heaven, treasure that passes through the fire and is stored where it will never decay and it can never be stolen from you. How do you do that? Verse 22. So you might think verse 22, just like it, you know, it goes from fasting to treasures on earth. And then the eye is the lamp of the body. So if your eye is clear, your whole body will be full of light. But if your eye is bad, the whole body will be full of darkness. Is he switching topics again? No. He's still talking about stewardship. What? Isn't the eye, like if you look into my eyes, you can see my purity? You know, I don't, my eyes shine because I'm so bright inside. <laughs> no. That might be true, I guess. What are you looking at with your eyes? If you're looking at the word of God, which is alive, which is the power of God. If you're spending time in his word, you will be full of light. But if you're looking at the world and you're looking at things of the world constantly, you're inviting darkness into you. Even if it's bright and shiny, folks, it's of the flesh, it's of the world. And I'm not saying don't look at things in the world, you have to. Of course. When you need a new car, the Lord will provide one. And, you know, probably you want to be smart about your money and do some research and save. But trust the Lord to guide you. Commit it to him. Don't do it on your own strength. Seek first his righteousness. Am I making sense? Is the point coming through? Please let me know in the chat. Because I'll, I'll stay longer on these and explain more. But again, again I just want to cover... Well, uh, Katie Q gets it. Seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. Yes. In all things. You know, I played that song, Jehovah Jireh, you're my provider, and it goes along with this perfectly, obviously, but I uh, actually was going to play a different song, <laughs> which is probably even more fitting to this. I was going to play I Surrender All. But quite honestly, the uh, conviction I get from that, because sometimes I sing along that song and I mean every word, Lord, at this moment, I give you all things. Hallelujah, you're my Savior. <laughs> and then tomorrow, I uh, 
I take back the parts of my life that I want to hide from him or do in my own strength. Can I just be real with you? You do too. Verse 24. No one can serve two masters, for either he will hate the one and love the other, or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and wealth. I want to point out, uh, I'm reading from the New American Standard Bible. I do it for a reason. Um, I think it's better to study from the King James. That is true. But for purpose of the audio and stuff, having more plain English, I find it's a little bit easier to teach from. But this is a, a bad translation in the word wealth. It's a, it's still accurate to some degree, but the but it really a better translation is you cannot serve God and Mammon, which is why I want to bring up the story of the rich young ruler. The rich young ruler came up to Jesus, God in the flesh, and said, Lord, I've kept all of your commandments. I've done this. I've done this. What must I do? And Jesus said to him, go and sell everything and give it to the, give the money to the poor and come follow me. And the rich young ruler went away sad because he had accumulated great wealth. Does the Lord tell you by that example to sell all of your possessions? Care for nothing in the world? Just follow Christ? Absolutely not. If you were a parent and you were given children, you were called to steward and to bring up those children and perhaps living on the street and having a gypsy sort of life uh, is not conducive to the best upbringing of those children. The Lord gives you a house and he gives you a job and he gives you a car because you need a car. He gives you clothes because you need, a cl need clothes. You don't need to give up everything, literally, to follow him. And he says, you cannot serve both God and mammon. Mammon is a deity. It is Satan personified. Mammon, the best word in our English dictionary, is greed. But a principality of greed. Mammon runs this world. So in the case of the rich young ruler, Jesus called him to sell all his possessions, give it to the poor, and follow me. And for some of you, you might be called to do that too. Some of you have. 
I know that. Some of you have. God bless you. God has blessed you. But here is the lesson. You don't need to sell all your possessions, give to the poor to follow Christ. The rich young ruler was called to do that. You may not be called to do that. But here's what you are called to do. And I want, if there's one thing in stewardship, I want you to hear this. You need to lose ownership of all those things. Understand it is only by the grace of God that you have them and they are on loan to you. And if you have something and you don't need it, perhaps you should ask the Lord how you should steward that particular item or thing or items. And really want for nothing. Because your wants are not important to you. Your needs are important to you. There's a difference between wants and needs. Now the Lord will supply you some abundance where you can get some of your wants. Why? Because he loves you. He cares for you. But if you want something that's going to take you away or damage your relationship with the Lord, you're doing that thing on your own, folks. And yeah, the Lord's given you free will. And if you go and get that thing, whatever it is, that takes you away from your walk with Christ, the Lord is going to withhold from you. Because you weren't stewarding. You weren't going to him and saying, Lord, I also think about this in our prayers. And I want to say to you, first of all, um, only 1,100 people so far have listened to my podcast from Friday. I believe that it's funny because I had an old friend who said that, you know, the scriptures I read were really profound and it came to life for, for her. But there was something else that I said on that podcast that was very profound, in my opinion. I believe it came from the Holy Spirit because I didn't plan to say it. Hadn't even really thought about it too much before. And it was the part about dark to light and the two ways this thing is going to go. I'm not going to repeat it all, but if you go and listen to that, or if you have listened to it, 
Consider those words in this way. When we pray, and we're going to be talking about a lot of a lot of a lot of prayer, especially when we get uh, a couple of chapters away from this, are we praying against God's will? Have you read the end of the book? Are you praying to maintain the status quo because it makes you happy? Oh, I'm going to hurt someone <laughs> today. Sorry. Just ask yourself the question, are you praying for something that makes you happy, but it actually goes against the word of God? Are you wasting your breath? Well, there's a message for somebody there. Didn't plan on saying that. Praise the Lord. For this reason, I say to you, verse 25, do not be worried about your life. Now, there's a comma after that, but there could be a period. For this reason, Jesus speaking, do not be worried about your life. Beloved, as to what you will eat or what you will drink, nor for your body or as to what you'll put on, is life not more than food and the body more than clothing? Yeah, ouch. <laughs> yeah, you're absolutely right. And this one's an ouch for me. Traditionally, I do the majority of the cooking in my home, and uh, I was—I uh, <laughs> have literally driven my wife insane for years by saying, "What would you like for dinner tonight, dear?" You know, I'm going to cook it. I got to take something out of the freezer, so you know, um, because we have to you know, have food ready, uh, wanted to make you happy. <laughs> and it would drive her nuts because she wasn't thinking about it. But because I was preparing, I would think about it. And then the odd time I would not ask her and I was, you know, I'm putting my foot down. I'm proving a point. <laughs> and then, you know, five o'clock, comes 5.30, you know, we kind of usually eat around that time. And there's nothing there. Oh, we didn't take anything out. Now what are you going to do? She goes, eh, I'll find something. We're me. I have to, I think logically. No, 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 I must prepare things. <laughs> Just a simple example, but. I'm telling you, there's a lot of conviction in this for my life. Verse 26, this is interesting. Look at the birds of the sky, that they do not sow or reap, nor gather crops into barns, and yet your heavenly Father feeds them. Are you not much more important than they? Adding, 
you who are made in the image of God? Why is he saying the birds? I've pondered this for a while. He could have said, you know, the mountain lion. Could have said a bear. A dog. But he said birds. You know, when you look at birds, you see them landing on the ground, hunting for worms, picking up little seeds, doing these things, then they get their belly full. And then you see them fly back and they pick up a twig because they're building their house. They're constantly about what they were meant to do. They're constantly doing the father's business. That's what the father has them there for. And he provides everything for them. They don't think about it. They just go about doing the father's business. And all these things come into their life. Are you busy being about the father's business? If you are, he's telling you he's going to supply every need. My testimony is true. Um, you know, I, I've made extra money doing, you know, My Liberty Stand and and uh, the pet pet club stuff. It's it's not much really, um, but off the podcast alone, just from donations, I have never once been able to make my monthly obligations from donations alone. I have to do other things. So I have to be busy doing things. So I carefully considered products that are good for you that I could believe in. And by you supporting that, it helps support me and hopefully you get value out of the things you buy. So he supplies my need by me doing some stuff and including the broadcast, through a combination of ways. But I have to be busy. If I stop doing these things, if I just put out a show once a month, watch how fast those donations dry up. I have to be about my father's business. And, in fact, let me make an even bolder statement that just came into my mind. If I stopped lifting up the name of the Lord on this broadcast, I'd be out of business. And I don't do it for business. I do it because I've looked and I've researched, and this is the only truth that is in the world. There is nowhere else to go but the word of God. You know, even when I have guests on, I don't bring guests on my show to do 
hit jobs on them. I don't. I let you discern. But for instance, on Thursday, I had someone on the show, incredibly intelligent, great information, a great guest, whose job was to perform psychological operations. Is it possible he's still engaged in psychological operations? It's up for you to decide. I lay some stuff out, and you must use discernment. And which of you, verse 27, by worrying can add a single day to his lifespan? And why are you worried about clothing? Notice how the lilies of the field grow. They do not labor, nor do they spin, nor thread for cloth. Yet I say to you, even Solomon in all his glory did not clothe himself like one of these. So if God clothes the grass of the field, which is alive for today and then thrown into the furnace, and he will, how much more will he not clothe you? You of little faith. Oh, I could pick on the women here so easily. Men too. Trust me, there's a lot of vain men. All right, I'm going to say something to the men. This is not biblical. This is just coming from Jeff. But it's also going to uh, perhaps make some conviction in, in some of the ladies and maybe even some of the men here. Men, if you ever screw up, and I mean screw up in your marriage, listen to me here. This is wisdom. <laughs> Don't ask me how I know. But if you really screw up, don't do the flowers. Ladies, tell me, do the flowers work? They might be nice. Okay, he made an effort. It's better than he normally does. Men, here's what you do. This is the flesh talking. This is the flesh. <laughs> you know what you get them? Not diamonds, not pearls. Men, when you screw up, Go out and buy them a pair of shoes. I'm telling you, that's solid gold, guys. <laughs> Ladies, am I right? Let me know. Put shoes in the chat <laughs> if I'm right. <laughs> in fact, who's right? Who's right? He's right. You of little faith, do not worry then saying, what are we to eat or what are we to drink? What are we to wear for clothing? For the Gentiles eagerly seek all these things for your heavenly father knows that you need all these things. The heavenly father knows that you need. Notice the word need, not want. <laughs> Ha, <laughs> ha, 
<laughs> just looking at some of the comments. Uh, good. Yeah, it's just saying sorry would be huge. <laughs> From it depends on where the status of your man, I suppose. Um, but yeah, no shoes. I'm telling you, ladies, you've you've never received shoes from your husband. <laughs> if you have, you'll know. So the father knows you need all these things. Then in verse 33, Jesus tells you exactly what to do. Here's the remedy to the entire thing that we just did from the fasting to the eyes to your clothing your food but seek first his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things will be provided to you so you can't just seek his kingdom where is it where is it heaven above Where's your kingdom, Lord? I know you're sitting on a throne somewhere. Where's your kingdom? You won't find it unless you seek his righteousness. And to seek his righteousness is to bore out, to become more conformed to the image of Jesus Christ. Did Jesus Christ care for his life? He gave it up, didn't he? He gave it up for you. He gave it up for me. He gave it up for all of humanity. But he gave it up to be obedient to the Father. You see, Jesus... When he was here on earth, he sought first the kingdom. He always prayed to your father, your will be done. And he was the righteousness of the father. If you have seen me, you have seen the father. When people see you or me, do they see the Father, or do you have to tell them? The Lord really reminded me of so many things, and as much as I know about stewardship and things like that, I was... <laughs> I thought I was doing as well because I'm trying to steward a few things in my life. I'm making some moves, got to do. And I, I'll tell you, I'll just be straight honest with you. And I was seeking the Lord, Lord, what should I do here? What should I do there? What should I do there? And you know where the conviction came in? What's the reason you're doing it? Is it to pretend you're stewarding? Or do you have other people in mind? I had a very limited capacity of other people in mind with the things that I've been focusing on. And it really, truly hurt me. But 
today, uh, just this morning, about five o'clock this morning, the Lord showed me, and now I can correct my ways, and I will correct my ways, because I want the joy of the Lord. I want to increase in my faith and be more righteous. And I have a long way to go. And if you think you've arrived, <laughs> tell that to the Lord. He'll show you. And considering all the things that are happening and talking about preparing and stuff like that, again, it's preparing your mind in verse 34. So do not worry about for tomorrow. For to tomorrow will worry about itself. Each day has enough trouble of its own. Boy, those words just came off of Jesus' tongue with ease, didn't it? <laughs> Worry is part of our nature. It's going to happen. But the more that we truly believe the Word of God, the less we will worry. In fact, I think it's possible to live a life without worry. In reading, you know, a lot of Paul's writing, and actually all of the apostles, I kind of felt like they got there. They got there. They weren't worried. They had a couple advantages, you know, walking with God for three years. That could help. But it is possible. And I just implore you to uh, seek his kingdom and his righteousness and all these things, including a worry-free life and the peace of God can and will be yours. That's right, for just the price of seeking out his kingdom and his righteousness, they too, peace and joy, and even abundance, can be yours and over the ownership. Hey, um, if, you, if anyone has a prayer request or a praise report, please put it in all caps. And, uh, and I would be happy to pray for you. <laughs> no, I will not be happy to pray for you. I correct myself. I rebuke that statement. I will be filled with joy <laughs> to serve you by praying for and with you. And... While I give it a few seconds to do that, what I'm going to do is I'm going to line up this song that I told you about. I would love to play it for you. It is in uh, Telegram, and I know that the sound quality does not come through as well from Telegram, but it is still worth listening to. Uh, I would 
I, I really think there's there's life in it. And I'll I'll set it up for you in just a minute. I'm just gonna look. <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> All right, just gonna give it I there's like a 15 second delay for those of you who are just listening on Podbean. Um, so what I'll do is I'll set up this song uh a little bit uh while I'm just looking at the chat. In fact, I'll say something else. Um, with stewardship, uh, you know, someone had asked me about the stewardship course just the other day, and it got me thinking about it. Of course, I did that uh, course, creating wealth through stewardship. Don't hang up now. Don't don't disconnect. You want to hang on. Um, and the original price was four ninety seven, and it's worth every bit of that money. Why? Because. <laughs> You'll probably just by following the bait, just the, the step two in that course. If you just follow step two, which is really easy, I even give you the tools to do it, and it takes about 15 minutes a month, you will have uh about 30% more, probably 15 to 30% more at the end of the year than you do now. So I would say for 500 bucks, that's worth it. <coughs> You know, unless you only make a thousand dollars a year, then it's not worth it. But if you make twenty thousand dollars a year, it's worth it. If you make more than that, it's way worth it. And I've had a long-standing coupon uh, for the course that would basically give it to you for one ninety-seven. And I, it was put on my heart. I'm going to do a version two of it, and I'm not going to do the same material. I want to be very clear, but I'm going to do something. Because our times have changed, folks, and I really have been seeking the Lord, and I, I'm going to do more of a spiritual stewardship course. Uh, but it has to do with money and resources and all the things that God has put in your life. Um, probably like a 10-part series, so it'll be significant uh, when I do it. And I, and I plan on doing it sooner than later. But here's what was just put on. So I lowered the price to $47 on that course, Creating Wealth Through Stewardship. It's on Right On You. Go to rightonyou.com. I lowered the price to $47, but I'll tell you what's on my heart right now is I'm going to put up a coupon. It will only work for one month. So today is the 14th of January. It will work for one month. And if you wish to take that course, I'm going to take another $20 off of that, and you can have that course for $27. I will I will issue a coupon. In fact, I'm just going to write this down. I'm going to tell you what the coupon will be. I haven't created it yet. It won't work for like until a half an hour. But the coupon will be... Save 20 in capital letters, S-A-V-E, and then two zero, no spaces. Save 20, and you can have it for $27. And I'm doing that because you will want to have this information ahead of the new course. If you do not have the foundational principles the new stuff, which will be 
really it's going to go deep folks and it's going to have a lot of scripture when i do it and uh and by the way when i bring that out i plan on making it completely as reasonable as possible like so everybody can afford it um and i'm going to do it as a course because i quite honestly i i want to work for a living as well i give out a lot of stuff for free on this uh broadcast but some things I put aside, you know, Paul made tents. I can make some courses. Um, so that'll be good. Thank you for putting that in, Katie. Um, yeah, okay, I'll I'll pray for that, uh, Sloopski. That's a good one. Uh, the prayer request is to pray there are so many with effects of cancer and heart problems. Um, yeah, it, listen, we're coming into a reality. Um, I'm, I don't have a crystal ball in front of me, but I think in the next, in this year and in the coming couple years, we're going to see an extraordinary amount of death. And this is one of the reasons why I believe we are actually entering into the tribulation. Um, having said that, don't worry about tomorrow, folks. Again, don't worry about tomorrow. You must live your life like you are going to live out every day that your body would be here normally. Okay. If you're my age, I'm planning, you know, I'm probably good for 80 or something, right? I'm just pulling a number out of a hat. So I'm planning to live for all those years. You need to keep doing that. But at the same time, um, you have to be prepared for the worst. Oh, okay. I gave another moment, and there's another prayer request here. God is working in my... Oh, that, no, sorry. This is a testimony. God is working in my life. Thank God for his mercies are new every morning. They're new every morning. New every morning. Amen. Thank you for the ROR Narrow Path Prayer Ministries. Yes, indeed. And Heavenly Father, I just want to lift up those who were duped, who trusted, who put their trust in man or put their trust in the things and they wanted to travel or do the things of the world that made them happy. And for whatever reason, everyone had individually, they decide to take an you know, an untested thing and put it into the temple, which is the body that you have provided them. They've put in the poison knowingly or unknowingly, but Lord, it was out of ignorance, obviously. Although some people might have wanted to travel and not cared for themselves. I don't know. But Lord, for those that realize that it's a mistake now, I pray for your comfort. I pray that just as your word is said today, that you will remove those worries and they truly will even put themselves, Lord, into your hands and say, Lord, I made a mistake. I repent of it. Lord, I dedicate even this temple unto you. It is no longer mine, and it is yours. And for those who don't know you, Lord, I pray that they come to a place where they do know you so that they can do that 
and seek your kingdom and your righteousness. And Lord, as your word says, you will provide their needs. And for that, we say hallelujah. And holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. Amen. I want to pray for Val's back, Lord, and that you will give her rest. Lord, not only, Lord, I pray for your healing in Val's back. Lord, you teach her what is causing this to happen, Lord. Lord, you give her wisdom on preventative things and stewarding her body that it may not happen as often. Lord, our bodies are flawed. We've done damage to them. I get it. But Lord, in this case, I pray that you heal her back, Lord, even as we speak right now, as I pray right now, Lord, that she will sense your hand upon her. Lord, I cannot command you to do it, but I ask you as your servant and your son that you give your servant and your daughter this demonstration of your power and your love towards her. And Lord, refresh her, even without having a nap or sleep. Refresh her. Refresh your daughter miraculously. Lord, and I pray for her testimony, that it be honest and true and give you glory. In Jesus' name, I pray. All right. Do you guys want to hear this song? Or should I just end it? Because it's like an hour and 11 minutes. And sorry, the song is actually almost six minutes long. All I need is one yes. I'm going to play it anyways. What the heck? You can tune out if you want. <laughs> In fact, I'll just say it now before I line up the song. Be loved. Be blessed. Be the Berean and acknowledge him in all your ways. Be faithful. All right. I'm going to play this song to you. Um, for those of you who are listening on Podbean, just one second here. I'm doing two things at once. The author is Nikos and Pelagia Politis. And there's an intro, there's kind of a dirge and some synthetic or uh, synthesized hymnal singing, it sounds like in the background. And it's just saying that in uh, uh, early on in 2022, uh, they had a very spiritual experience, it felt like an angel had come to. Uh, this person and given them this song. And as I said in the, in the intro, I was skeptical, but then I heard the song and I really think you will be blessed by this song. So let me share my screen and uh, the show will end at the end of the song. So if you don't want to listen to it, be blessed, but uh, it's worth listening to, and I will see each of you on 
Tuesday. Have a great show for you on Tuesday, by the way. I've got Boyd coming back. Here we go. This song is called You're the Almighty God.